Would you pray with me, please? Lord, center us in this moment and open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds to the word you have for us today. We pray in the good name of Christ Jesus. Amen. So back in seventh grade, I spent a week in church camp. I didn't grow up going to church, so it was all pretty new to me. And I remember singing religious camp songs that all the other kids seemed to already know. I remember we made pendants for necklaces by taking old square nails and gluing them together into the shape of crosses. And I remember getting little messages the whole week from the grown-ups that they would be really pleased if I would do something called accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I had no idea what they were talking about because I really only had one thing on my mind that week and it was not Jesus. It was my first ever girlfriend, Jennifer Ballard, who had invited me to the camp. A few weeks from now, I'll tell you how things turned out. Not with Jennifer, but with Jesus. Because you see, today we are beginning a sermon series that we're calling Testify, a summer series of stories of faith. And over the next several weeks, Clover and I, along with Sandy, our minister for children, Amanda, our minister of youth, and even Adam, our minister of music, will step into this pulpit and in the traditional language of the church, give our testimony. Now, we don't use that phrase much here at Montview. The whole business of giving one's testimony and the conversion experience that's often a part of it seems better suited for churches more likely to praise the Lord with raised hands and shouts of amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Not bad, not bad. Some of us have had bad experiences in churches that use testimony in unhealthy ways. Churches where one's conversion story was a kind of special handshake to see who's in the club. And if you couldn't describe the exact date and time when Jesus shed his light upon you, maybe you weren't really a Christian. Others of us had a person of authority in subtle or not so subtle ways put pressure on us to give our heart to Jesus when at the time all we had room for, well, was Jennifer Ballard. So I want to honor that for many of you, the idea of testimony may be a loaded one. But like a lot of loaded religious ideas, Clover and I believe that testimony is too important, too rich with meaning to just throw out with the holy bathwater. Like sin and redemption and atonement, these heavy theological words come with their share of baggage. But there is underneath a gem there 
that's worth searching for. So I ask you to come with an open heart over the next few weeks, even if guardedly, as we think differently about the power and the place and the purpose of testimony. Probably the most famous example of testimony in the Bible is the Apostle Paul. And as conversion stories go, few are as dramatic as his. As our scripture tells it, Saul was the proud persecutor of Christians who were daring to claim that the Jewish Messiah had come. He had just gotten permission from the Jewish high priest to take any Christians he found prisoner. He was, as the text says, breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. But as he rode to Damascus, so sure and certain of his mission, a light from heaven flashes. It knocks him from his horse. He hears the voice of Jesus, and his life is never the same, right down to his name. And the important thing, I think, about this conversion story, and maybe all conversion stories, is not what it says about Paul, but what it says about God, about the nature of God. It tells us that we have a God who interrupts our lives, who breaks into the world, who interrupts what we were so certain of. And when that happens in some big dramatic moment, like it did for Paul, it's hard to miss and hard to forget. But I would guess that many of us don't have a singular moment that we can point to. No one day when the skies parted and we heard the voice of Jesus. Instead, our faith story is made up of moments that help to shape who we are in little ways. Experiences that at the time maybe even didn't seem all that significant. Certainly didn't feel like a conversion experience. Just think about all the times in your life when you thought you couldn't get through something and a friend said just the thing you needed to hear. Or times that, like Paul, you were cocksure of yourself and some failure humbled you in just the way you needed. As Paula Darcy says, God comes to us disguised as our life. God comes to us in little moments, moments of beauty and wonder, on a walk, on a beach, at a baptism, and changes us just a little. And God comes to us even in times of challenge and loss, and gives us a new perspective and the scars to prove it. Aren't all of these experiences of conversion? And in a sense, aren't we always in a process of conversion? As God finds ways to open us and teach us 
and bring us closer to be the person God made us to be. Back at that camp in seventh grade, they were hoping that I would have a dramatic Saul to Paul experience. And spoiler alert, something like that did actually happen to me. But I was 24 at the time, not 12. But along the way, I've had lots and lots of small experiences that at the time didn't seem like something special. But now looking back, I see God's fingerprints all over them. We live life looking forward. We understand life looking backward, as Kierkegaard said, which is why it is so important that we testify. Because testimony isn't how we show that we're in the club and it isn't about converting other people to Christianity. I think testimony is about seeing God in the past so that we will have faith that God is in the future. And these days that feels as important as ever. I don't know about you, but the world seems to be moving so fast and so much is going on that sometimes I do wonder if the good Lord really has all of this under control. And one of the best ways to get through an uncertain present is to look back at a past that at the time felt just as uncertain and testify that God was there. Each of us who will be sharing our testimony in the next few weeks has expressed some trepidation at the idea. It is not easy, I think, to look at one's life through the lens of faith, to try to see it from, well, God's perspective. It feels vulnerable. But we're doing this series in hopes that it will be helpful to your spiritual journey. And I want to encourage you to take the time sometime during this series to consider and maybe write down your own story. If you were to stand up here and give your testimony, what would you say? What are the moments in your life that have brought you closer to God? or taught you something about who you are as a child of God? And were those moments big and dramatic or were they smaller? Maybe hard to see at the time. Either way, the God that was present then is present now. And whatever comes will be present still. May God give us the eyes and the faith to see that.